Listener Production. Well, the market's managing to hold on to the smallest of gains on Tuesday. And it hasn't been a good day for energy stocks. Find out some of the worst. Good afternoon. I'm Steve. I'm Laura. It's Tuesday, the 12th of September. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Hello, Laura. Welcome back. Hello. Thank you for having me back. Craig sounded lovely yesterday. You could just keep having him on every single day. Well, lovely. I don't think, I don't know if um, Craig would like being described <laughs> as lovely, but we Why can, not? can What's check wrong with him. Lovely? So? I don't know. I'll go ask, ask him as soon as we finish the podcast. But it is great to have you back. Thank you. So, um, it's great to be back, more importantly. Yes. And you've come back at a decent day, I guess. Well, now, depends what, what depends moment what of the day you were so, asking me. Exactly. <laughs> so just a reminder that we're, we're recording this ahead of the close mm-hmm. of the Aussie market. So at the moment, with roughly 10 or so minutes of trade left, the mm-hmm. ASX200 is still lifting for a second consecutive day. But it wasn't this morning. No. Yes. We're so down you... about half a percent at the worst, actually, about an hour into the session. Exactly right. And then we've improved for most of the afternoon. Exactly right. So from lunchtime onwards, we did start lifting, and that's why we're up about a fifth of 1% today. And that's good news, because yesterday we lifted a half of a percent, and I thought we are going to break those gains today. Yeah. And we're still down roughly 1.3% so far this month. So it hasn't really been a gangbuster kind of excellent start to September, it must be said, but at least we're heading in the right direction for the time being. We've got a lot to cover off today. We have have a couple of updates on how confident both businesses and consumers are, handful of stocks. And then of course, we'll look ahead as usual to some things to watch tonight and uh, and tomorrow. So let's perhaps start with this business and consumer confidence read, because this is a monthly report, right? That Mm -hmm. tries to get an idea how people are feeling about their finances. And it has been a bit of a disconnect between how consumers are feeling Mm. and how businesses are feeling. Well, I I think I can speak for consumers saying that they're not feeling very confident. uh, Consumer confidence fell by 1.5%, even though inflation and interest rate worries are starting to go down. So the interesting thing that we saw in the read today, that confidence for mortgage holders actually rose, but for renters, it fell. Yeah, and that's an interesting one, right? Because we have had uh, interest rates steady now for three consecutive months. I mean, it doesn't mean that things are are easy by any means, even for those paying off a mortgage, because we've had 12 rate hikes since May last year. 400 basis points. Yeah, and rates are, I mean, rents are still, of course, continuing to rise Mm. because there just aren't enough properties out there. And consumer confidence is roughly 20% below the, the average we've had over the long term since the 1970s. So still a very long way to go. And um, it's not really surprising that consumers are feeling the impact there. Sorry, just in the detail there as well, it did say that people aged between 25 to 44 years old saw the biggest decline in confidence. So as someone within that age bracket, I definitely agree. Do you? You're in that age bracket too. What what age did you say again? 18, was it? Twenty-four to 24. no, sorry, twenty-five to forty-four. Twenty-five to forty-four. Yeah. Yes, I am also in that. Um, wow. How about that? We've got so much in common. <laughs> hey? um, we also had an update on business confidence today too, and I guess it's sort of similar to the consumer confidence one. But they asked businesses how they're feeling <laughs> about things and how many orders are coming through and hmm. employment, that type of thing. Went so, the other way. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Business confidence has actually um, improved, mm-hmm. which is uh, an interesting one. There's been partly put down to the solid jobs market. So most people still have work, even though there have been signs recently that that's cooling. We've got the latest update on jobs actually this Thursday. So we'll mm, find out if that one. trend is continuing. But for now, 
uh, the expectations are we're probably going to see employment growth rebound over uh, over the past month. So we'll see if that happens. And businesses that can, they've been passing on higher cost to customers too. So of mm. course, at some stage, they won't be able to if it keeps going. But for now, that's helped to cushion the blow, I guess, for many. Just in terms of sector performance today, we've seen the miners being the biggest support in the market, as well as healthcare as well. And that's in part thanks to a rebound in CSL shares after they traded ex-dividend yesterday. Energy stocks, on the other hand, have been a major drag after oil prices eased overnight. So we've seen those big players like Woodside and Santos be real laggers today. And at the moment, about half of the sectors are improving. Yeah, and those energy stocks have had an interesting ride. The oil price actually has been sitting at the best levels in about nine months Mm. because of concerns around supply shortages. But Mm. um, today, energy stocks have taken a big hit, as you've said. Well, they definitely did gain, you know, at the late part of last week as well on the the back of those cuts from the largest oil exporters. Absolutely. And lots of stocks ex-dividend today as well. And this is going to continue to be a trend. The cutoff for who's going to get paid a dividend, LaVisa, Blue Scope, Regis Healthcare, News Corp, TPG, Perseus, they're most of the, the better known names out with um, or trading ex-dividend today. In the energy space as well today, Viva Energy was definitely a contributor to the falls. Its shares have actually been doing worse on the ASX 200, currently down almost 7% and on track for its worst single day declines since March 2020. And there wasn't any news released by the company, but there's been speculation that a major shareholder Swiss-based trading giant Vittel, who owns about 46% stake in Viva Energy, is planning to sell a chunk of its shares in the coming days. They will reportedly do this through a block trade, which must be valued at at least $500 million, but it could be more, and that's just the terms around doing a block trade on the market. So we really saw investors hitting that sell button on that speculation today. WA-based lithium miner, rather, Liontown, which we've been talking about quite extensively recently back in the headlines. This is the group that's in the process of potentially being taken over by Albemarle, which is a US lithium giant. Now, it made an offer last week worth around 6.6 billion Aussie dollars to buy the group. And it's about to carry out four weeks worth of exclusive due diligence to see if it wants to move ahead with it. Now, today, Gina Reinhart, which according to most rich lists is Australia's richest person in 2023, and wealth around $37 $37 billion. She's hmm. doing okay. Not bad. Um, not bad. <laughs> and she revealed that she's been steadily building up a stake in the lithium miners since May. So she owns almost 8% of the company now. Interesting timing, of course, because of the Abomal offer. Now, the reason why the shares haven't moved much today, perhaps, is media reports suggesting that she's not trying to block the deal, but instead trying to use the stake as potential leverage for you know, future projects and work or even getting a seat on Liontown's board. So we'll see how this progresses. We also heard from Select Harvest today. So that's Australia's second largest almond grower. It shares are currently up around 10% ahead of market close. The company released a market update today, which had a few elements to it. First of all, the price of almonds is lower and is expected to remain that way for a while, which isn't good news for the company. But what investors were excited about was its outlook with the company saying it's been a good start and that 2024 looks promising. And this comes hand in hand with the shift towards El Nino, where we'll see hotter weather coming through this summer, which is exciting for us as well, because I love going to the beach. Do you love the beach? I do indeed. I use every opportunity to soak up as much sun as possible. Yes. So I'm very excited. So good for almond growers, good for Laura. 
Uh, yes, that's <laughs> that's what they say. Um, and select harvest, ten percent gain. That's nuts, isn't it? Mm. Um, another one, of course, we've got Immugene. Immugene's in focus because um, it was granted a new patent in Japan relating to its clinical stage cancer drug, which it's been developing for a while. So it gives it protection for the next. 15 years. It uh, attained a patent in the US earlier this year, and uh, it's had a real roller coaster ride on the market in recent years. You know, it's down 57% this year, fell 63% last year, but it rose 40 fold from low to high between 2020 and 2021. So, yeah, it's been an interesting ride if you've held for that period of time. Exactly. But they're doing some good things with their cancer treatment. So, hopefully, some more progress as the time progresses. Yeah, let's look forward to tonight. What are you watching? Before we get to tonight, let's yes. just talk about today. We also had Domain paying out its dividend of $0.04 cents per share and Bell Financial paid $0.03 cents per share. So if you hold any of those, you should have received your dividend payment today if you're eligible. And then ahead tonight in the US, we'll have the Business Optimism Survey coming out for the month of August. And then the big event we've all been waiting for, 3 a.m. our time here in Australia, Apple's special event, Wonderlust. Absolutely. Tom was really thrilled by the name, I think. I think Ryan and Tom oh, were yeah, both talking about it, weren't they? They were pumped. <laughs> this is going to be a good one. So for those who don't know, this is the event where they generally will unveil the next iPhone. This will be the mm-hmm. iPhone 15. 15. Geez, that's come of, a long way, right? There's been lots of talk about the type of, leaks and things that are going to be included here, Mm. like a new USB-C port rather than the lightning port, Mm. wait and see, a better camera, you know, minor design improvements. But um, as Craig and I discussed yesterday, this is the largest seller for the group. It makes over 50% of sales from the iPhone. It's one and a half times the size of the entire Aussie share market as a stock. It's about 4.3 billion Aussie dollars is its market cap. So Huge potential ramifications for markets if there is a surprise there, either good or bad when it comes to the product and how markets perceive the release. If it's um, one that's probably going to be well-received and might see better sales, that could be good news. And on the flip side, if it's underwhelming and there aren't many changes, might not be the best. And an interesting time as well amid all that talk about China regulating iPhone use for mm-hmm. for their workers, so they yep. they're not allowed to take their iPhones to work anymore. Yeah, exactly. And that's seen Apple shares drop quite a bit over the past few days as well. In terms of Australia, tomorrow we have the CBA household spending indicator, which is basically going to tell us how consumers are spending money. Exactly right. And following that consumer confidence dropping back, this generally can see spending coming under pressure. That's been a trend recently. Quite a few stocks ex-dividend mm. as well tomorrow. Medibank, Breville, Brambles, Accent Group are some of the well-known names. Dusk as well. Dusk, your favourite. Yes. What Not did you call favorite. them? I call them a soap company. Soap and then company, you're like, right. oh, candles. <laughs> in, in that exact voice as yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be a few companies paying out dividends as well. That includes Lendley's, who will pay $1.11. Bendigo and Adelaide Bank will pay out $1.40. There's a few others as well. In fact, $1.2 billion from ASX 200 companies this week, right? How about that? That's a lot of money. Isn't That's it? a You're lot right. of money. Absolutely. I can't believe you brought that catchphrase into the podcast. There you go. Wow. You're welcome. You're getting a real insight <laughs> into Stevie and I here. <laughs> well, I think that wraps it up. I think it does. That's more than enough for yes, today. Indeed. And as we close, the ASX 200 is up a fifth of a percent higher. Beautiful. So two straight days of gains. I can Woo-hoo. confirm. Okay. Bye. 
This podcast is prepared, approved, and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067254399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting, and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.